My name is Zach Arnold. I'm a Hollywood film and television editor, a documentary director, father of two, an American Ninja Warrior in training, and the creator of Optimize Yourself. For over 10 years now, I have obsessively searched for every possible way to optimize my own creative and athletic performance, and now I'm here to shorten your learning curve. Whether you're a creative professional who edits, writes, or directs, you're an entrepreneur, or even if you're a weekend warrior, I strongly believe that you can be successful without sacrificing your health or your sanity in the process. You ready? Let's design the optimized version of you. Hello, and welcome to the Optimize Yourself podcast. If you're a brand new optimizer, I welcome you and I sincerely hope that you enjoy today's conversation. If you are inspired to take action after listening today, why not tell a friend about this show and help spread the love? And if you're a longtime listener and optimizer OG, welcome back. Whether you're brand new or you're a seasoned vet, if you have just 10 seconds today, it would mean the world to me if you clicked the subscribe button in your podcast app of choice because the more people that subscribe, the more that iTunes and the other platforms can recognize this show, and thus the more people that you and I can inspire to step outside their comfort zones to reach their greatest potential. And now on to today's show, which to be honest is going to be a bit of an experiment. As a longtime listener, you already know how much I love to do in-depth interviews on a variety of topics, whether that's allowing everyday people to share their personal and their inspirational journeys, or industry experts and world-renowned authors who share their expertise to help you optimize a specific area of your life. But today, what I want to do instead is give you an insider's glimpse into the world of my optimizer coaching and mentorship program and what we call the hot seat. What you're going to hear today is a recording of an actual live session with an Optimizer student where on the hot seat, we tackle various questions, whether that's about career transitions, productivity, workflows, networking, burnout, habit formation, resumes and websites, and any other number of work-life challenges that students bring to the table as they navigate their own paths toward success. By the way, first of all, I want to apologize if this is coming just a little bit late for you last minute if you are attending EditFest Global this weekend. But this hot seat literally just happened a few days ago and I wanted to share it with you. So in the following hot seat session, community member and scripted assistant editor Denise Chan asks me about my best tips for networking at EditFest. First, you're going to hear me give her a not-so-helpful response to her very vague question about networking, but then you'll hear us dive deeper when she asks a much better question as we dive into the weeds about how to make genuine connections with people and start meaningful relationships that are going to expand your network. This short session can help you transform your next networking event into a valuable, successful, and dear Lord, imagine it, an even enjoyable experience, even if you're an introvert like me. If you find these sessions valuable, we're going to be sharing Hot Seat Fridays with you every week that are going to be jam-packed with practical, real-world strategies that you can easily apply to your own lifestyle and career to send you off with an action plan for the next Monday ahead. And if after listening to this, you're wishing that you could schedule your own hot seat session, I invite you to join our community of optimizers, where you are going to find all the support and connections you need to optimize every aspect of your life. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash optimizer to learn more about the various coaching and mentorship options available so you and I can start working together today.
All right, without further ado, here is today's Hot Seat Friday session with editor and assistant editor Denise Chan, made possible today by our amazing sponsor, Ergo Driven, who's going to be featured just a bit later in today's episode. And as a quick reminder, to subscribe so you don't miss future interviews just like this one, please visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast. Denise, yes, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, so Edit Fast is coming up. It sure is. So I just, uh, I mean, it's the pandemic and we're doing it online. But, you know, would you have any tips for us, like as part of the networking thing? Like, you know, how would you approach Edit Fest? How would I approach Edit Fest to achieve what objective? Well, networking, like, you know, and that's extension of our advanced networking. As a graduate of the networking program, I'm going to force you to go deeper. (laughs) I want you to ask me a better question. I don't want to, I don't want you to come to me and say, do you have networking tips for EditFest? I want you to give me a clear objective and I'm going to tell you how to meet that objective, which that's PS, by the way, is me already giving you tips on networking. That's, that's a great question. <laughs> Your first question to me is like, what do I want out of EditFest? Well, I guess it's the same thing to kind of like build a, you know, more sustained relationship beyond just a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Uh, to find possible mentors, you know, just to make connections. So when new jobs come up, you're kind of like, you know, in in their network kind of thing. Because as we have found out, it's really your friends who are texting you every day and it's like mm-hmm. slacking you and, hey, that's a job. Like, do you want this? You know? So yeah, to reach out to more people building a more I think for me and I found out even through our advanced networking thing I don't I don't do a lot of numbers but I want to make sure that those numbers you know are very valuable like I make good long-term relationships and the shorter ones the ones that are like touch and go it's a little bit like um, you know I'm not very good at keeping those or following up constantly with those Right. So if I were going to answer your original question, can you give me some tips on networking? I would say be friendly, smile, ask people good questions, and then make sure that you get their email afterwards. There, there's a good tip on networking. That's going to help you make some friends at EditFest. Is that, is that terribly helpful to you right now? No. No, it's not. But there you go. I answered your question. <laughs> what I really want to know is why for you specifically is it important that you build deeper relationships and you find a potential mentor? What is your goal? Why do you need those things? It's not just because you have an objective that requires those things. What is your objective? To move up to editor's chair. Bingo, thank you. Oh my God, it took forever to get to that point. You want to move into the editor's chair. If your goal of going to EditFest is I want to connect with people and be friendly so they text me when things come up, okay, well, you're going to meet a bunch of people that probably like you because you seem like a very nice, amicable person and we can have a nice chat. But going back to what I've said a million and a half times, I will say it again. It's not that people don't want to help you. It's that they don't know how. So what I would advise is that you go in with a very clear objective for EditFest. The objective is I am seeking a potential mentor that is willing to help me make the transition into the editor's chair. That doesn't mean you're going to go on the calls and say, hi, everybody, my name is Denise, and I'm seeking a mentor to help me uh, move into the editor's chair. Would anybody here uh, that's on the speed uh, networking call like to be my mentor? 
Clearly, you're not going to do that. But you need to be very clear on why you're going to edit fest and what the objective is so your conversations can be guided in that direction. The example being that if you're going to use my original tip of, well, if you want to be good at networking, smile, tell good jokes, and be nice and ask people questions. Well, then you're going to walk away with a bunch of emails, but nobody really knows what you need, and you're just the friendly person that I met that I'm probably never going to uh, contact again because there are 20 other people that I got their emails, and we get busy, and things fester out, and I don't remember to follow up. But if you use the magic formula that you learned in the program, which is this is where I am now, this is where I want to be next, this is where I'm seeking advice or support, if you can tell that story succinctly in all of these speed networking conversations, you could potentially have somebody that connects with you afterwards and says, Denise, it was so great meeting with you. I would love the opportunity to chat more. And I'd like to see if there's some way that I can help you move into the editor's chair. Or you might have somebody else that says, I'm in the exact same position. I thought I was all by myself. You and I have got to get together and talk about this and strategize. Either of which is going to get you what you want, which is a deep relationship, because you don't play a numbers game. You don't want to walk away with 50 email addresses. You want to walk away with three that could potentially be really good long-term relationships. But yeah, the way to do that, would would, that would be a big win. Yeah. But the three emails you walk away with are people that really understand where you are in your career, what your goals are, and they want to be a part of that journey. So rather than just looking for networking tips to enjoy EditFest, I would be doing a lot of research right now to see who's going to be on what panels. And I would put together a strategy for at this time, I'm going to be on this panel. I'm definitely going to this person's breakout room. And I know that when this person is doing this breakout room at 1.15 p.m. on Saturday, I will have already done research on their credits so I can ask informed questions of them show that I'm interested. And then when they want to ask me what I do or, you know, who I am or whatever, then I have a very clear and succinct story. Because what people are going to ask more than anything else is what? What's the number one question that people ask in networking situations, whether it's virtual, you know, in-person, whatever. What's the go-to crutch when somebody wants to start a conversation? Anybody in the peanut gallery want to want to share this one? This is by far and large the number one question somebody asks to start a conversation. Mitch, yeah. What are you working, working on? on? <laughs> God, I hate this question. It is the laziest question ever. And do you know why people ask it? Because they're self-conscious and they don't know what else to talk about. It's the simplest thing. So two things. You want to be prepared and you want to crush any networking event, you do two things. Number one, you have a good answer to this question. And number two, you never ask it of other people. And you have better questions to start conversations with. So the first thing I want you to do is have a very clear answer to what are you working on right now? So Denise, what are you working on right now? Um, I'm working from home on a Shondaland project as an AE. Okay, cool. That sounds fun. What are your hobbies? You've already lost me. You've already lost me. <laughs> already lost me. I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to have that conversation with 25 other people over the course of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I want you to have a way better answer. So what if instead when somebody says, what are you working on? You said, well, I'm currently an AE on a Shondaland show, um, but I actually come from a, a background for years of being an editor, and I'm in the process of transitioning into the editor's chair right now. 
Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, How long have you been in AE? Well, it hasn't been that long, but, you know, I've worked on some high-profile trailers and this and that. And, you know, I've been in this mentorship program. I'm really, really, what what I'm struggling with right now is I'm really looking for a mentor that's going to help me make this transition creatively from the assistant editor's chair to the editor's chair. See what I've done? Yeah. I've immediately guided the conversation to making it clear where it is that I'm going next. And somebody's either going to say, oh my God, that's awesome. Or they're going to realize, yeah, I can't really help you. Um, so what'd you, what'd you see last weekend? You watching any good shows? Like you're going to know immediately if the conversation is worth your time. And I'm not saying that the person isn't worth your time. I'm not saying that there are going to be bad and good people and people that have more or less value. But for your goals, there are relationships that have more value than others. And if you put it out there, what it is that you're working towards next, you're going to gauge the reaction of the person very quickly. Either they're really going to perk up and want to learn more, or it's just going to kind of roll off their back. And you're like, yeah, all right, this doesn't seem like it's going to be totally worth my time. So we'll just chit-chat until the timer goes off, and then I'll go to the next one. But you need to have a really good answer to what are you working on right now, because that's what everybody is going to ask you. Yeah, I love that. I'm going to reframe that question that everybody asks and bring it to it's the the three most important questions. Exactly. And then the other thing I want to give you is a tweak to the first question that almost seems like it's the same thing, but it changes your whole conversation. Instead of what are you working on? You ask, so what's been keeping you busy lately? Why yeah, are those two so a, different? I don't know. I feel like what are you working on always is kind of like, you know, all you want to do is get on the next job. But mm-hmm. what's been keeping you lately busy lately? It is it is more of a friendlier, not not as cliche and you know better opening. I, I like that opening. <laughs> right. So let me let me give you a difference. If you were to ask me that question, and we were at uh, at uh, Edit Fest. So what have you been working on? Oh well, I just uh, I just wrapped up Cobra Kai season four, and you know I'm uh, currently on hiatus and just kind of waiting to, to see when season five is going to start. Okay, great. Now, what's been keeping you busy? Well, um, you know, for the last several months, I was working on Cobra Kai, but right now I am in the middle of building this brand new workshop that's all about time management and time blocking for creative people. Um, I've really been ramping up uh, training for American Ninja Warrior. Like, it starts so many other conversations that lets you get to know somebody better at a personal level. And frankly, a lot of people don't get asked this question, so their answer is still going to be, um... Well, I'm currently an AE on a show for Shondaland because they don't know how to answer the question because all people ever ask, what are you working on? But some people, it triggers something different in them. And I actually tested this at Edit Fest, I think it was two years ago. It was in person. So it was either two or three years ago. And I tried both of these because you know me, I'm an experimenter and I'm, you know, it's, it's to me, Edit Fest is this giant psychological Petri dish where I can uh, test all these things. So I went up to a couple of my colleagues and instead of asking, what have you been working on? I said, what's been keeping you busy lately? And I specifically had this conversation with Carol Littleton and she didn't mention a thing about editing, but we talked for 20 minutes about all of the hikes that she's been doing and the traveling that she's done and the time she spent with her husband. We had a wonderful conversation, never talked about editing once. And we both walked away like, oh my God, it was so amazing to catch up. This was such a wonderful conversation, had nothing to do with work or jobs or anything else. The reason is I asked a different question, but some people are not going to know how to answer it. And they're just going to use the same stock response of, well, I'm working on the show right now. But for some other people, it's going to trigger a much better conversation. And it's super simple. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, I really love that idea. 
I might, I might do it like both ways just to test out. I want you to test it. I want you to see the difference that you get. And once you see the matrix, you can't unsee the matrix. You're going to ask this. You're going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe I've been asking people what they've been working on all these years. Oh my God. Because you just realize it's just, it's this endless loop on a treadmill. Everybody answering the same questions the same way over and over and over. You want to stand out and you want people to gravitate towards you that are the right fit for your goals. You need to do things differently. Yeah, I I really like it because, you know, I always feel like Edit Fest is such a, I mean, it's kind of stressful, you know, because there's so many things going on. And, you know, if it's a physical life thing, you're running 10 places, and there's only this window that you're talking to people. And then when I did the last year, the online thing, it was even worse. It was like, it's way it was more like stressful dating on, on, on Octane or something. It's just, yeah. oh my goodness. So I feel like it should be fun, you know, but it's stressful. So it's fun and it should be. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit stressful, but the more prepared you are, the better that you're going to perform and the more you're going to get out of it. Most people don't show up to these events with a plan. Like this is the best networking event of the year. This is our Super Bowl of networking for our specific niche in our sector of the industry. People just show up like it's the Super Bowl. You train, you have a playbook, like you go in there with a plan, but most people just show up and, oh man, I I hope I get to talk to somebody and I hope I get some connections and maybe I'll find a job. Got to have a plan going in. So what's your plan? Research the panels and then get into rooms like with the people that I think would kind of like, you know, fit with my goals and and the kind of shows that, you know, I would also like to get in. Like, like I'm really, you know, looking at like what you were saying about, it's also about where you put yourself, like what kind of shows you go into, because you can go up in an area that's really, you know, has a fancy big name or whatever, but you might be stuck in there. You know, you might shine, And then you get stuck and then you're like, okay, maybe I don't want to work in this area. Like, and then where am I again? (laughs) So yeah, that, that is also something that I need to consider. So yes, a lot of, uh, you know, busy research to do. And the more prepared I am, who I know these people are going to be, you know, I mean, of course there would be tons of people that I don't know that is, oh, okay, it's going to show up and, but for as, as much as the people whose names are already attached, you know, I'm going to do that. Sounds like you've got a plan. I think so. I think you're going to get something out of Edifest this year. Thank you. <laughs> it will be I've, different I've, this I've year. I've watched this strategy work out well for several people that have uh, used this, both at the virtual version and the in-person version. But you got to have a plan. There has to be an outcome, an objective. Otherwise, you just kind of go and walk in circles and feel like, wow, that was exhausting. And what was the point? I'll report well, back. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Before closing up today's show, I would love to ask for just a couple additional minutes of your time and attention to introduce you to one of my new favorite products created by my good friend Kit Perkins, who you may recognize as creator of the Topomat. Here is a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with ErgoDriven co-founder and CEO Kit Perkins talking about his latest product, New Standard Whole Protein. 
I've been to health and fitness generally, but I want it to be simple and straightforward. About a year, year and a half ago, I started adding collagen into my protein shakes. And man, the benefits were like more dramatic than any supplement I've ever seen. So I thought if I could just get this down to coming out of one jar and it's ingredients that I know I can trust and you just put it in water and you don't have to think about it. When people think of protein powders, they think, well, I don't want to get big and bulky. And that's not what this is about. To me, this is about repair. So a big part of what we're talking about here is you are what you eat. Your body's constantly repairing and rebuilding. And the only stuff it can use to repair and rebuild is what you've been eating. Unfortunately, as the years have gone by, every day getting out of bed, it's like, you know, two or three creaks and pops in the first couple steps. And that I thought you just sort of live with now. But yeah, once starting the collagen daily or near daily, it's just gone. So for us, job 1A here was make sure it's high quality and that's grass-fed, 100% pasture-raised cows. And then the second thing, if you're actually going to do it every day, it needs to be simple. It needs to taste good. Well, my goal is that for anybody that is a creative professional like myself that's stuck in front of a computer, number one, they're doing it standing on a topo mat. Number two, they've got a glass of new standard protein next to them so they can just fuel their body, fuel their brain. So uh, you and I, my friend, one edit station at a time are going to change the world. And even better for your listeners with code OPTIMIZE on either a one-time purchase or that first subscribe and save order, 50% off. So if you do that subscribe and save, that's 20% off and 50% off with code OPTIMIZE. That's a fantastic deal. If you're looking for a simple and affordable way to stay energetic, focused, and alleviate the chronic aches and pains that come from living at your computer, I recommend New Standard Whole Protein because it's sourced from high quality ingredients that I trust and it tastes great. To place your first order, visit optimizeyourself.me slash new standard and use the code optimize for 50% off your first order. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Hot Seat Fridays. If you find this new format valuable, please reach out and let us know. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash contact to leave your honest feedback. And if after listening, you are wishing that you could schedule your own hot seat session, I invite you to join our community of optimizers, where you are going to find all of the support and connections you need to optimize every aspect of your life. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash optimizer to learn more about the various coaching and mentorship options available so you and I can start working together. And as a quick reminder to subscribe so you don't miss future interviews just like this one, please visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast. And a special thanks to our sponsors Evercast and ErgoDriven for making today's interview possible. To learn more about how to collaborate remotely without missing a frame and to get your real-time demo of Evercast in action, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Evercast. And to learn more about ErgoDriven and their brand new product that I am super excited about, New Standard Whole Protein, visit optimizeyourself.me slash new standard. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, healthy, and sane, and be well.